Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Don't Blame Me. Yeah, yeah. And guess what? We're together again. And you need to watch the video because Melissa looks like Bella Swan up top. Carrie Washington. What's her character? Olivia Pope. Olivia Pope on the bottom. We've got some gorgeous trousers. I'm going to sit like this the whole episode. Can't tell. Can't tell me shit. You can't. Mm -mm. They can't see any of it. Mm -mm. 
You're making stories up. I have no clue what you're talking about. You're calling me a liar? I didn't say that. A liar I say who you're lies? making stuff up. Wow. We're starting this episode with the biggest vibe we've ever had. Anyways, um, we're back. We're so happy to be back in person with each other. Hi. I'm staring at you and your beautiful blue eyes. They look a little gray today, though. Thanks. It's not like a, I'm just saying. I know. I don't know. Sometimes they're what the like fucking logic. Sometimes is. they're bright blue. I know. Like, why is it like? Are they like a mood ring? Like, I'm. Re- I've been thinking about that. Like, I'll watch some videos of mine. I'm like, what the fuck are your eyes so blue? And then other times I'm like, what color? They're gray. Like, yeah. and I'm wearing blue. I know. And you think it make it pop? I know. Interesting. Sometimes this does. Like, I don't. I don't know. They looked bluer earlier today. Maybe it's tiredness. I don't. I don't I think, think that's it's a right. Mood ring. Yeah. I don't know. I also wanted to say it's because I need to wash my hair. That was my gut instinct, but I don't know how that. I'm going to strongly disagree. Well, that's your prerogative, and my prerogative is to live in delusion. Literally, that's that's my favorite favorite thing to do. Favorite state of mind, honestly, yeah. So, welcome back to the podcast. We're going to give you some wonderful, amazing, life changing advice, and you might be wondering, how are you qualified? To give such advice, one bitch with gray eyes, the other in a flannel. And I'm saying exactly that. Who doesn't want advice from us? I bought this shirt specifically for a 90s party. No, that's the funniest part of this. And like, I just want to know know why I'm roasting. I assumed this wasn't yours. (laughs) Or you had bought it for like a hoedown rap party or anything themed. Yeah. I don't even know in any iteration of you. It's Express. definitely from, oh, because it feels like it's from Target. Make It being from never Express clothes from Target. is a little more on brand for you. Yeah. Anyways, I already told you we're going to give you advice. But if you want to watch this and you want to watch us give advice and you want to watch the flannel in question, and you should uh, join our Patreon. It's a dollar a month. You can watch the video version. We also have our other podcast on Thursday. But am I wrong? And you can watch that as well you pay a little extra more and then a little more you can come to the live streams and hey none of it's more than seven dollars the live streams are a good time they're a great time melissa has blacked out in the last one when she was like you should talk about this and i'm like bitch we literally talked about the last year i have no recollection of it none and i would say i would go back and find it to see what i was doing but those things last like two and three hours so no yeah the last one that we recorded um I slowly devolved or evolved, depending on your preference, into a character from The Sound of Music. Specifically, I looked like a nun. Oh, yes. Yes. I was wearing a scarf and it just started, it migrated to, as a head, onto my head to be nice and warm for the ears. And um, it was definitely a look and showed me that I don't think that a nun aesthetically nor religiously makes a lot of sense for my life. I thought it worked for you. I really did. That's nice. My dad would kill me. <laughs> yes. You probably would drudge out some old trauma for him. The, yeah. I you know, I would have to go and like avenge. It would I would have to be an undercover nun. Nundercover. Nun. <laughs> That's like really catchy. Undercover. What are you doing? Under business. <laughs> so, if people want to call in for this show, what do they do, Megan? 
Well, you can call in and leave a voicemail at 310-694-0976 or if you're an international listener or viewer. Sorry. Offensive as fuck. I am about to start watching the new season of Love Island and I will get better. Right now, I spoke right ahead. And never in my life is, have I heard of anyone using the Titanic as a fucking reference for a British accent. That was like, first of all, you sounded like Mary Poppins. Like, that was very much, all right, my love, to next one. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That was, it took me, I didn't know for years that that was, he was trying to be British. I was like, that was, I did no. a good impression of him. No, you though. did a fantastic, Dick Van Dyke, right? No clue. Dick Van Dyke did what was the chimney sweep in. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Not, yeah. Did I say Sound of Music? Mary Poppins. And that is exactly how the guy yes. who yells iceberg mm-hmm. in the Titanic sounds. Mm-hmm. And that is what you sounded like. So great job. I knew exactly what you were saying, but I've never heard anybody use that as like a British accent reference. So if you're an international listener, all of that being said, you can send us a voice memo at meganpodcast at gmail.com for both the voicemail and the voice memo. You have to keep it, under, keep it under three minutes to do that. We recommend that you write it all down. Everything that you want to say, include ages. It's all anonymous, so don't include your name. And let us know the story, what's going on, if there's other people involved, what their ages are, if it's about a relationship, how long you've been together, like all of the very important details that will factor into the advice that we give you and how we understand your situation. You also have to be 18 or over, have your parents' permission. If you would like to include pronouns, please feel free to do so. And oh, I said write it down and then time yourself and practice. And then when you call or record the voice memo, just read it. Like this is your this is your performance of a lifetime. A moment like this. This was a solo. I'm Justin. No. From Justin to Kelly. She's fantastic. I love her. Let's get her on the podcast. Kelly. I drew Barrymore too. Yeah. I want a crossover. I know that they don't do daytime <laughs> crossover episodes. Oprah and uh, Ellen used to go on each other's shows. That's true. But I kind of want it like, you know, the crossover of New Girl in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I want it with Drew Barrymore, Kelly Clarkson, and Jennifer Hudson. It'd be a great time. Give me a round table of them. Yeah. They should do a Hollywood Reporter Literally. daytime thing. They probably have one in the works. I feel like it. But I want, no offense to the like OG daytime women. Like I want, I want the people who are celebrities who then started doing yeah. it. Like that seems, it's a specific topic. Yeah. Hollywood Reporter, make that happen. Thank you. I know y'all listen. I'm free for a job whenever. Okay. What's the Hollywood Reporter going to do? They know people. They have lots of emails. They had to coordinate all of the shoots. <laughs> I could, I would die for that address book. Yeah. Dee, dee, dee. Hello. That's true. So should we get into the episode? Let's do it. Roll the tapes. Hi, Megan and Melissa. I'm a longtime listener and first-time caller. I'm 19 years old and use she, her pronouns. This past summer, I had a suspicion that my dad was cheating on my mom. I had noticed him texting a woman and being on his phone a lot more than normal. I found her Instagram page via who he follows to figure out who she was. She lives in the same state that my dad had been traveling to for months at a time for work, and she has kids of her own as well. Within a week of me making this realization, this woman followed my TikTok page, which I found really odd. 
He was out of town at the time, I'm assuming with her, so I texted him a message explaining to him my suspicion and telling him to tell me the truth. He denied everything and told me that he would never cheat on my mom. Later that week, when he came home, he confronted me and told me once again that there was nothing happening. I still didn't believe him, and I let my brother know what I was thinking. I ended up logging into my dad's Instagram account and finding DMs verifying that he was, in fact, cheating on my mom with this woman. I took pictures of the messages and sent them to my brother. My brother texted my dad, letting him know that we know the truth and basically telling him to fuck off. This was all in August, right before my brother and I both left for college. It was awkward being in the house with my dad, and we had very limited conversation other than my dad telling me that he promised he would let my mom know and that he unfollowed this woman on Instagram. Since then, we have all acted like normal to protect my little sister. It is now January, and the other day I found out that this woman is still viewing my TikTok account, which freaks me out. I also found out that my dad refollowed her on Instagram. I know for a fact that he has not told my mom, and I feel like she deserves to know. So, should I tell her? Should I have another conversation with my dad? I really need some advice because I don't want my mom to be continually disrespected. Thank you guys in advance for your advice. I love your podcast so much. Thank you. First, excellent detective skills. Oh my gosh. This is those moments where, you know, you flex those skills. And in the moments when you're like, sometimes I don't want to be this good, but you figure it all out. And like, you're glad you did. But also like, if I wasn't so talented at this, I could have remained blissfully ignorant. So I understand that grappling with those emotions, but you had a mission and you completed it and like you got shit done you got in and out and and got answers yeah and cut no fucking corners and like yeah. screenshots and you're not just screenshots she says she took pictures she so yeah, then... took pictures and then sent to your brother like you and you also after he denied it to you you had your backup go in and mm-hmm. push through our mouths literally dropped no this. without a, yeah i mean i honestly think you I think you went about this in the best way where it's like it shouldn't come from you. It shouldn't have to come from you. It should come from him. But you know your mom better than anyone. And if he hasn't told her, he's not going to. And I think this has shown you like you basically gave him one last opportunity to be like, Mm -hmm. hey, you've been a fucking piece of shit. Like this isn't my problem. This is your problem. So fix the fucking problem. And you gave him that opportunity. and. He didn't rise to the occasion. And so I don't think you have to talk to him again. It's like you had your chance. Right. And if you were going to tell her, you would have told her and you didn't. And now I have to. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that you and your brother should maybe discuss if it would be better coming from the both of you or one of you. It seems like I don't know if you got your brother in maybe because he knew how to talk to your dad a certain Mm -hmm. way. Or if you know how to talk to your mom a certain way. But yeah, I like you said, like he's continually to disrespecting your mom, lied about it, unfollowed that woman and then fall. Like, where is his shame? Followed her again. And she's looking at your fucking TikToks. What? Like she knows that you exist. That means she knows that the whole family fucking exists. Mm -hmm. So I would tell her. I would tell her too, I don't know how young your younger sister is, but if you and your brother decide that it would be best coming from both of you there, uh, if your younger sibling is young, young, I would coordinate to like have a babysitter or a family friend to like kind of get them out of the house so your Mm -hmm. mom doesn't, I wouldn't tell her quickly. I would have it be like 
she's got hours to process, mm-hmm. to be emotional and doesn't have to check into mom mode. She can stay in wife mode and yeah. be like upset. So or if that's one of you, it'd be better just for one of you to tell her for the other to take the sibling out and like have a fun day together. Like mm-hmm. and even if it's something like that, we could have a spa day and like stay the night at a fun hotel together and like something like that. Again, I don't know how young or mm-hmm. if it's like they're having a sleepover at a friend's house, something like that, where you never turn off being like a mom. But in this situation, having your two adult children who are young adult children who have gone off to college, being able to facilitate this and you have your own very strong feelings towards the behavior of your dad, I think that would be really helpful for your mom to kind of rest that hat for a little bit. Right. And to process it fully with people who, when I tell her, I when you tell, I would say something along the lines of like, I think he's a piece of shit for what he did. So like, I don't, if you want to leave and you're like, you, like, there's no keeping it together for the family. Like, we're here to support you. Like, whatever you need for our little sister, like we're fucking here and like, we'll get through this. If you want to stay, okay. Like, but we're going to support you with whatever you want to do from yeah. like a, you know, we're, we're, we're growing up now. We know. And I figured this out. Yeah. And like, we're out of the house. Like you're spending far more, like when kids are out of the house, you spend more time with your partner or you don't. Or you don't. And, and that's not like. A reflection on you at all. No. But also like. I would do it too when he's on one of his little trips. Mm-hmm. So that gives your mom more time to process. Because if yeah. he's in town, he could come home at any minute. Yeah. I wouldn't take her out of town. I think no. that just kind of... Yeah. Because it feels exciting. And then it's yeah. like, surprise. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, okay. No, it's like, mom, I yeah. have something to talk to you about. I think like, regardless of what your mom decides, like you're allowed to hate your dad. If mm-hmm. she stays with him, like you have a relationship with him independent of her. And while the cheating has nothing to do with you, the lying about it does have something to do with you because he lied to you yeah. as well. Yeah. And, you know, she decides to say, OK, but at least she has all the information. Yeah. And she can stay and you're also still allowed to dislike him. Like yeah. you can support her and dislike him as a person and you can want better for her and hope that he treats her better while not keeping information from her that might change her choices Mm -hmm. or even just how she behaves and maybe she's not financially at a spot where she can leave him but now knowing this she's going to be able to like oh okay I'm gonna start saving money if she's been I don't know if she worked or not but like when the rug gets ripped out of underneath you specifically as like a, a most of the time it's happening to like women who either don't work as much as their husband and that you find out that happens when it's like oh I'm leaving you for the mistress and it's like well if I had time to prepare for saving the money to get out of this on my own accord I just think that like people should always know that the know what choice they're making yeah and she might sure she might have an inclination she might know all of this too that's fine, but I I wouldn't feel personally comfortable not having confirmation that she knew it and yeah. thinking that I might know something that she doesn't know that would influence her decision making. Mm-hmm. So good luck. Yeah. Also, I want to know: Does this woman like make TikToks, or is she just on TikTok to look at you? I'm also like, he's like, I'll unfollow her on Instagram. I'm like, oh, are you gonna start stop fucking her as well? Like, what's the inst? Why is this? whole thing and then you're following her again and clearly you put so much weight on the unfollowing that the refollowing is pretty crystal clear yeah social media sometimes i'm like we all need better social media literacy but then other people this is people plain, plain sight you know 
telling on selves. Tell on themselves. Yeah. All right. Next call. Hey, uh, I am 29, and, and eight months ago, I ended a toxic seven-year relationship. Still in love with him, and I'm actively trying not to call him and fall back into the toxicity. Um, I've been on dating apps and haven't had any luck. Went on a couple of dates, but there's no chemistry. And they ended up backfiring, making me miss my ex, specifically having someone to flirt with, hang out with, and obviously have sex with. Um, so about a month ago, my trainer, I'll call him Tim, mentioned that his brother-in-law asked if I'm single. I'll call the brother Rob. Uh, Rob is 41. He's divorced with one kid, and he's super hot. So since Tim had mentioned that Rob asked about me, Rob and I have been flirting across the gym, like lingering around each other longer than we need to be. Um, there's been some serious sexual tension built up. So about a week ago, Rob messaged me on Facebook and asked if I wanted to hook up. He invited me to get drinks with him. And uh, while we were getting drinks and just hanging out, he said, you know, I'm, he wasn't interested in a relationship with anyone but he thinks that I'm super hot and I think he's super hot so he asked if I'd be interested in like just hooking up so we did hook up that night and both agreed immediately that we wanted to keep doing it but keep him out of the loop just for the sake of the sexual tension that it creates while we're working out by the way the plan is working it's super fun to like make eye contact across the gym knowing that we're meeting up in an hour and nobody knows it's a small gym, so everybody knows everybody, and we've all been going there for the same amount of time. So I'm also assuming that Tim will find out eventually, which is not a big deal at all. He has golden retriever energy, and when they get that it was funny and impressive that we kept it a secret. So my question is, I've never done friends with benefits before, but so I don't know what's normal. Like, do we text during the day? We've been making plans to hang out at night, but, like, we're also, we also have good chemistry and, like, have fun talking to each other. So, like, is it cool to text during the day? Um, he also invited me to get dinner a couple of times this week, and I've pushed it off because I'm not sure if it's stupid to, like, blur the line between um, friends with benefits and emotional things. I don't know if that makes sense. I hope it does. Again, I'm definitely not interested in a relationship. He made it clear he's not, but... Um, I do miss flirting and, you know, having somebody to hang out with. So let me know your thoughts. I appreciate it. Thank you. I'm going to let you know right now. He doesn't want his brother-in-law to know. That's weird when he already, when the trainer already knew. Something has shifted. Something Something's, has changed yes. within me. Someone might not be fully divorced. You're not going to like the advice that we're going to give. No. Because we're not going to give you the advice you asked for. No. So... Even you might want to go ask a friend. Yeah, because you don't want friends with benefits. You want a relationship. Like the things that you're talking about, like, oh, like the chemistry, we talk, like we get along really well. Like we've got great conversations. Like I miss the texting. I miss like the flirting, like having someone to talk to. That's a relationship. You might think that like you're saying, and this truly happens so fucking often, um, specifically in with women where it's like well men will say oh I don't want a relationship and it's like that's a that's a past present and future statement with whatever we're doing here with women it's like well yeah I don't know you I don't want to be your girlfriend right now and it's like well that's not actually what that means that's like no matter how amazing and no matter how cool and no matter how great you are I'm not I don't like people always talk about how men will end up marrying it's whoever he's who he's with when he's ready to get married. It's a personal decision and choice. But 
someone who's not interested in a relationship is not interested in a relationship. And he's not interested in a relationship. He just wants to be friends with benefits and hooking up. People, I really, you're not friends with him. You don't really know him. So you're not friends with benefits. Friends with benefits, I've mentioned this. I was friends with benefits with a guy in high school. It got to be a little more. We weren't on the same page. Didn't work out. Whatever is fine. But we were friends. Like we were legitimately friends. We had spent like four plus years in school together, had known him even before that. And we would hang out at parties. Then we would hook up and we're in groups of people. But like we didn't, we went out, I think went to one of the movies one time and that was as an apology for whatever. Long story. It's in my book. But we didn't really like text and flirt. It's kind of just like, at the end of the night, like after we're all hanging out with a group of people where the two people were like, oh, cool, let's go hook up. Or it's a late night thing and he's texting me and says like, hey, you want to come over? And I'm like, sure. Like, but it's our friendship interactions aren't dates. We're not going to dinner. We're not flirting and we're not texting. And it can't take up the same capacity that a relationship would. And if you have someone to flirt with and someone to text and all of that, like, that is your brain, no matter what you say, will categorize it and then be like, oh, box checked off. So you're not going to look for it anywhere else because you're getting it. Like you're getting it from someone who isn't intentionally giving that to you with the meaning that it's going to mean more than that. So like, I also have a lot of questions about like, where his, where's his kid? He's divorced and has a kid. What's that relationship like? Like, how are you asking me to for dinner all these nights? Like, are you in your kid's life? Like, what is this? Like, you know, you don't want to tell your brother-in-law how, what side is he related to? Is he his ex-wife's brother? Or is he another um, from the other side of it? Like, what is all of that? Because A, how you treat your child and how you are as a parent, regardless if I want to have a relationship with you, but if I want to sleep with you, like, how do you how do you care for the people who you love? And what's your priority in here? And like, you know, I, I would like, I would like to know that. And also because uh, how fresh is this breakup? How young is this kid? Am I going to go over to his place and hook up with him? So he can hook up with me. Am I going to be sexting him when he's taking his kid to the zoo? Do I feel comfortable with that? Like divorced parents, single parents, like, yes, hundred percent, a thousand percent be sexual, but I, I don't think you can just kind of in those circumstances throw caution to the wind and be like, I'm not going to ask any questions to figure that out because there's a child involved. Mm -hmm. Even if you're not involved, you're involved with someone who has a child by proxy. There's a child involved. So I'm not going to just say, fucking get your clit licked, go have fun, <laughs> get hot sex around, around, enjoy whatever you want to do. Like, I think that there's a sense of responsibility that should come there and I think sometimes when we don't dig into that responsibility, it's because we don't, we know we're going to see a man who is a pretty shitty father and that's Nick. I agree with everything Megan said, but for me, it would have ended much earlier than this. At the gym. When if some 40-something-year-old man is leering at checking out a 20-year-old woman in the gym, I find that utterly disgusting. And that's where I would have left it. And I, your advice was better. I'm going to say I'm giving bad advice because I'm not actually giving advice. But that shouldn't have gone past. It's, he's too old. He's too old for you. Yeah. And very rarely do women look older than they are. 
And especially at the gym, no one's yeah. going to the gym with a full. I mean, some people do go with the full no, but face. Gonna, of yeah, makeup, like but. you, you know, it's you're vulnerable. And I think <laughs> it's one thing. I don't like when men come up and hit on you in the gym, but there's one thing there of being like, oh, you're telling me exactly who you are. But now there's this new brand of guy who it's like, oh, I'm going to ask somebody to ask about this, but I'm going to still look at you from across the gym, but like make it clear, but I'm not going to say anything. So it's like, I'm not like those other. I'm like, but you are. You're just trying to like orchestrate this situation a little bit differently. And again, when somebody doesn't want to tell people it's not sexy that it's a secret, it's a secret because he needs it to be a secret because why? Maybe he's fucked every single other person at the gym. Maybe he's truly a piece of shit. Maybe they, maybe he no, thinks and knows that if other people knew this would go, would be going on, you wouldn't want to sleep with him anymore because someone would tell you some information that would change your mind. Yeah. So there's that. I have nothing more to add. And I, I say this out of love when you can acknowledge that you just got out eight months ago of a seven-year toxic relationship. I, I would look at the situation and go, I think hooking up with a guy who wants to keep it a, a fr- he wants to keep friends with benefit a secret. Why do you have to keep friends with benefit a secret? There's no strings attached. It doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. If you need to keep that a secret, that's because you have something more serious with somebody else where your friends with benefits would compromise that relationship. Yep. Like no one needs to keep friends with benefits a secret because it doesn't, there's no commitment. It doesn't mean anything. It's just whatever. If you can look at that, you got out of a toxic relationship and now you are starting to hook up with a guy who is 42 years old, divorced with a child who wants to keep it a secret, who had a passive setup from your trainer who he doesn't even want him to know the truth that I would look at that in comparison to your last relationship and go, okay, what are the similarities that I'm seeing here? Because what I'm hearing as a third party, I don't even know why your last relationship is toxic, but you're telling me it's a 42-year-old guy who doesn't want people to know that you guys are hooking up. Yeah, And that, I don't think it's about you. It's about whatever other shit he's got going on that he doesn't want you to blow up. But psychologically, that will fuck with you. Mm-hmm. You should want someone who is proud to be with you, who is happy to like, it's, it's not sexy to keep it a secret. And it's not like you work together. This isn't school. Like this is a gym. (laughs) Like you're adults here. This is just, there's so many other less messy ways. And I think that this really has the power to do a number on you psychologically. Cause I can't stress enough a man needing to keep you a secret will always wear on your own self-esteem. Yeah. And I'm telling, we're both telling you right now, this is like a crusty 42-year-old man. It's about him and the other shit he has going on. It has nothing to do with you. But I think if you continue this, there's no way it's not going to take a toll on you personally. So um, more of the story, we don't think you should like text him during the day. No, except for say bye and maybe go to a new gym. Tell your trainer that it's to supremely inappropriate to set you up with people that he's related to and also works out at the gym and he's also being paid to work with you and then set you up is also incredibly inappropriate yep all right so we're gonna take a break One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. In our live stream, our listeners are always recommending and talking about books, so... We're so excited about Book of the Month because this is something that our listeners are going to love. This is a brand that I've been familiar with for a, a long time. I like love watching people talk about it. I love seeing what books people are reading and like what books they have available. And I, I, I love I love everything about it. So I'm so excited uh, for someone who like, <laughs> you know, the ease of getting into a book a lot of it can feel like really daunting so to have like a service where it's like you're gonna get like high quality hardcover books which that's my preferred way to read at incredible prices but also curated so it's like amazing cool wonderful great this is it's kind of like a a straight shot into that and something that book of the month you can do over and over and over again. And one of the great things about it is the longer you are part of the program, the cheaper the books get. Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors. One of the amazing things about Book of the Month is that every aspect of Book of the Month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. First of all, the books come in a bright blue box, which is very pretty. Me and Megan were just talking about them. There's also a fun app to pick your books and track reading progress. And as well, there are reading challenges and rewards. 
And Book of the Month makes it really easy to decide what book to read next, which for me is like the biggest hurdle. I love when other people make choices for me, especially when they're good choices. And I'm like, cool, I can trust you. So each month, the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and they pick some of the best new books for you to choose from. All of the books are so good. You can't go wrong. And I mean that wholeheartedly. When we were picking like our selects for this, I was like, wait, this, I like all of them. This is hard. And I literally coordinated with Melissa and I was like, okay, so these are like my top ones. I'm assuming they will be yours. So don't pick the same one as me. So then we can swap afterwards. And that's what we did. So we got the ministry of time by Killian Bradley. And we also received the return of Ellie Black by Emiko Jean. The ministry of time is like, people are calling it like, if you're a fan of Outlander and like spy novels or time traveling books, it's quoted from town and country saying it's really innovative fun storytelling the ministry of time is definitely for you and listed as 45 of the must-read books for spring 2024 and then harper's bazaar also said part time travel romance part spy thriller and 100 percent multifaceted joyride <gasps> when i tell you that i was like sold we're also excited about the return of ellie black and this one is about a missing girl who returns but that isn't the end of the story it's only the beginning. We both like a, a, a detective book. This one is uh, 20 years since Detective Chelsea Calhoun's sister vanishes. Ever since, Chelsea has been searching for signs for closure for other missing girls. But happy endings are rare in Chelsea's line of work, which that sounds so intriguing. And I'm looking forward to reading this novel so much. Can't wait. And we're so excited to usher in this new sponsor. And we know y'all are already going to love this. Plus, we've been recommended this so many times. Mm -hmm. So I, I we, we've already got fans in you. Try the service yourself at bookofthemonth.com. And you can get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That is your first book, $5 at bookofthemonth.com using code PEDALS. we're back hey with one less listener <laughs> hi megan and melissa so i'm 23 and this call is actually about my mom so i have a son he's two and my boyfriend's parents are really helpful when it comes to my son they watched him a lot when uh i went back to work and they watch him every weekend because i don't have a babysitter for the weekend and my mom always asked me um about my son coming over and he rarely comes over. He only comes over maybe about once a month, if that. And every time he comes over, I feel like she makes plans or she doesn't make it a priority to be with him the whole time. And so I'm a little bit frustrated right now because I'm on the I'm about to go pick him up. And she said that she's at a dinner right now and that my stepdad's home with him, which like my stepdad being home with him isn't the issue. The issue is that she's the one that specifically asked to have him over because she hasn't had him over in a while and that she doesn't make it a priority to stay with him the whole entire day to, until I pick him up. And even on days she does watch him, she asks me multiple times when I'm coming to get him. And it's just really frustrating to me. And it, I just want to cut her out of my life altogether because I feel at this point she just wants to be a social media grandmother and not an actual grandmother. We've never had a good relationship. It's always been pretty rocky. And so it's been hard for me to be okay with her watching my son. If you have any advice with that, please let me know because I'm kind of stuck on what to do. 
Cut her off. Cut her off. Cut her off. I would just be like, hey, mother, if you're going to commit to watching my son, your grandson, then please commit to that because me as a mother, I like to know where my son is and who he's with at all times. Please don't put him in the hands of someone else without telling me. And then if you actually want to watch him, why are you constantly asking me when I'm coming back? If you're going to watch him, watch him. If not, then that's it. You've already proven yourself. You just you need to have a firm conversation with her about what your expectations are and what her expectations are. And if the expectations don't line up, then she's not the babysitter for you. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I think when I can be coming, I mean, I can be. I am definitely coming from a more biased perspective. But I think that, yes, there are some occasions where a parent who was not a great or present parent is a really great grandparent. But uh, I think very often we try and recreate what we didn't get as a kid. And we try and think that, okay, here's another chance. And the level of disappointment can be even greater there because it's not just that she's disappointing you by not living up to your expectations of like her being a grandma, but also as a mom. And so like, it's really layered there. And you've said like, you've always had a rocky relationship. You haven't gotten along and like, you just kind of want to cut her off. And I think like, it might feel like when she asks that she wants to see her son and stuff, that it feels like a, wow, she like really, she wants to mend this and she wants to try this. But from what you've said, that it does seem like she wants to be kind of more of a social media grandma. And it's like, oh, you actually haven't put in the work to like think about our relationship and mending our relationship and doing better and being a better and present consistent figure for my son. And it's, it's not that. And so why am I putting myself and him through this when like if you need a babysitter, like I think that's very different than when someone asks to babysit and mm-hmm. it's like, okay, I can have wa- I could have watched my kid now. Like I sure I can always do something when someone else is watching my kid, but like the level of like attention and time and quality of time and what we're doing, if you're asking to hang out with my kid when it could have been me, like I will like I you know, I'm hoping that it's going to be relatively similar in that. But if you're going to be passive about this, it's like, well, I would have watched it. We had, would have had a whole day planned, like done all of this stuff. And I think that like the next time that she asks, I would just tell her and I would just be like, hey, you know, honestly, like I really have every time you say that you miss him and you want to see him, like I've been really excited. But every time it does kind of feel a little performative in the sense that like suddenly you've got dinner plans and you've got all of that. And I totally understand you have your own life, but you're the one who asked to like hang out with him. So I'm not cool at this point with him being a second or third priority when you have told me that he is your first priority. So you'll still see him when, you know, if you want to come over like on your own terms where you're there, because I also can't, (laughs) it seems like you've got, like you've said, you've got really great in-laws. So I'm thinking when you're when your kid is with your in-laws, you can check out as much as a parent possibly can. But when he's with your mom, it probably like, um, was she still with him? Is she like, whatever's doing that? Like, that's not, <laughs> that's not a much of a mental, that's a physical break from childcare, but not a mental break from childcare there. So I would just say like, you know, unless something I can see that there's like a change. And I think honestly, that change has to be in your your relationship with her and her wanting to like work on that relationship. 
then it's just like, you know, you'll see our, you'll see the, he'll be, it'll be on our terms of like, you can come visit here or we'll go visit you together. But it doesn't seem like you're comfortable with the level of care and attention that he's getting there. Mm-hmm. And even if that's mostly projected from your own childhood, that's fine. Like, it's really fine. I think even if it's he's not feeling a little bit like second priority in her eyes, you're feeling that and then he'll feel that from you, even if he's not feeling it from grandma. So like you need to protect your peace and that will protect the peace for everybody around. And I've always said, like, if you have the desire to cut someone off or you have the desire to like really scale back and create like hard boundaries and you've given them those opportunities, no one does that on the first time. Like that's something that's built up over time. And I think creating those like strong boundaries of like, this is what the parameters of this can work in. And if she doesn't like that, I would unpack and pay attention to why she doesn't like that. I'd say tough titty, said the kitty. I'm the new mom in town, bitch. (laughs) Yeah, this would drive me absolutely crazy. I'm obviously not a grandma, but I've spent... I mean, I've spent a lot of, my youngest, like my youngest nephew on Monsa's that side, that's the one that had, I have the most like, you know, was there when he little, he's a baby and he's getting older and all that stuff. So I've spent a lot of time with two sets of, you know, his grandparents and like seen all that. So like, I, I can see that relationship. And like, even when we watch him, we're like so excited and like, we've got things, mm-hmm. we like planning all of that. And you can tell, like, even if like, I missed something he said the first time or if I was like grabbing water, I can see it if like I don't respond so quickly and right. then I'll be like, oh, sorry, what did you, I like miss it? Could you tell me again? He like lights up and then he tells me what I missed. And I've been that kid as well. And your kid's really young, but I think there's no better, there's no better feeling and better way to raise a kid than with people who are enthusiastic participants, especially ones who are asking to be there. Like as a parent, you can't, you're going to have off days, but that's literally the grandparents. You just get to be the, you get to be the fun in this situation when you're not the primary caregiver. Like that's my role as an aunt. Like that'll eventually be my role as like a, you know, a a pseudo aunt, like friends, kids, or a grandparent, like it's to make the parent's job easier and to just like love the kid in a way that that kid can receive it, which is quality time. Right. This would piss me the fuck off. Don't speed, though. Not that you're in the car still. Maybe you're in the car and you're listening, but that'd be my worry if I called in. Yeah, me too. I can't do both. Mm. All right, next one. Hi, Megan and Melissa. So I'm 23 and my pronouns are she, her. I graduated college with a science-related degree this past June. I've been applying to jobs since August and I have yet to get any offers I've been living at home with my family in my small hometown since graduating, and I'm feeling very stuck here. I was working up until December just in my hometown, random jobs, um, but that ended. So since then, I've just been applying to jobs and getting rejected from jobs, which has been great. Um, I have had a career advisor from my school look at my resume and all that, so I know that there's no big issues with that. I just don't have any experience in my field, partly due to being home from for COVID for two years in my college experience. When I'd be like, I would have been able to intern or volunteer. I'm really struggling being home with nothing to do, and I feel like I can't grow anymore here. 
I really feel like I need to move and start my career, but it's been hard because no one is giving me a chance. I would like to just move and get a random job until something in my field comes up, but I have a few different options of cities that I might move to. So I'm afraid that if I pick one, get a job there, then a job in a different city will come up that I really want and I would have to break a lease. Um, I also know that I should just get a job in my hometown, but I'm afraid that if I start working here again, it'll give me an excuse to not leave. I'm really scared to move out and actually begin my adult life, but I know that it's what I need to do. I'd love any advice on navigating this time in my life or what you think I should do. Do I move anyway and hope a job follows, stay here and wait for the right job or any other ideas? Thank you both. Bye. Well, I don't know what field you're working in or want to work in that would have been helpful. Science related. Yeah, science related, but that's so Can't that be broad. like anything? That can be anything. Yeah, because I was like biology and then also like Physics. physics yeah like, <laughs> those are very different fields but what i would do my first thing was like make sure that you know a professional has looked at your resume i wonder i know a career counselor at your school looked at it but in the last five-ish years a lot of things with resumes has changed and so I don't know if you're sometimes people that work in academia don't necessarily know how things have changed in the quote unquote real world. Yeah, the practical. Sense. Yes. And so I would have somebody that works in the field or find someone on LinkedIn that works in the field and see if like there are resume professionals that work in the field and see it could be a recruiter or someone and ask them to look at it. and then. I don't think moving to a big city and hoping that something opens up is the answer. What I think you should do is I know you weren't able to intern while you were in school, but you can still intern out of school. Some places won't do it because they don't want to pay. They don't want to pay you. But some places don't even think about having interns. And so if you send them an email and be like, hey, explain, write a great cover letter that talks about your strengths, talks about what your future plans are, talks about how you weren't able to intern while you were in school because of the pandemic. Explain all that. A lot of companies don't know what they need until somebody, someone has pointed it out to you. So I would send specific things to specific companies like, hey, whatever, Merck, I'm just using some pharmaceutical company. Hey, Merck, I saw recently in the news that blah, blah, blah happened. This is awesome. And that relates to me in this way. And then go in there, introduce who you are, explain why you would be a good fit for their company, why you want. It doesn't necessarily have to be a company that you want to work for in the long, long term. It's just who's there now that you can reach out to craft the letter in a way that they're like, I have to meet this person. Find recruiters on LinkedIn find recruiters online. And once you start making those connections, they'll a recruiter will put your resume in front of a company, even if the job has not been posted yet. Mm -hmm. So that's how I would go about it. Yeah, I think like the best way to, to kind of make up for, and also just know that like, this isn't just a you thing, like mm -hmm. lots of people are dealing with this everywhere is that the hands-on field experience. And a lot of these fields are going to have to change their requirements because 
<laughs> the people don't exist. No, those people don't exist. And also what they want to pay those people, the people who have the experience are not fresh college mm-hmm. grads and they're not going to take that money. But the thing I would recommend is find a small pond and be the big fish there. And that's in terms of whether it's an internship or volunteering and taking on as much as you can. Like when you're a volunteer who's not, if you can treat a volunteer job like it's your job, you're going to be able to gain so much more experience than someone who's just volunteering on Mm -hmm. a weekend. You're going to be able to like know how the fucking thing runs. You're going to be able to implement things or even just make a lot of contacts and be a face, a regular face that people start recognizing and seeing. And Again, like Melissa, it doesn't have to be in the exact company you want to work for, but that will also, you can then get reference letters from business professionals who, it should be in the science field, whatever field that you want to get into. But even if it's not like that closely related, then your references are no longer just college professors. It's people who've seen you work again in the practical, in Mm -hmm. the real world. And also for a volunteer job where you didn't maybe even get, you didn't even get paid to do that kind of thing. So like you have an opportunity to do to do that. And it's, it, you got to make the connections and put in those hours. And it's, it's not a straight path. You might need to take a step to the right. And then, okay, this is somewhat like it. And this is somewhat similar. And I would also just like stress, depending on where you're applying and like what specific field you're in. I knew so many people who like fresh out of fresh out of college, their first job, they were at for three weeks and then they quit once they got a better one. Like mm-hmm. it's pretty par for the course. And if you're not having a lot of success with your resume and the jobs that you're applying to, I would like also do some digging on LinkedIn and be like, how old are the people who are working here? Like the person who has the most similar job title to this at this company or who had it before, what's their experience level? And like, am I applying for jobs that like, does it look like they value the college you went to more? Or does it look like they value these certain, do they value your internships more here? Also, look at alumni from your school that work in the field. People love when you went to the same school with them. Ask, I don't know if you're part of your alumni group at your school. Um, a lot of people that are young alumni don't do this, but join the alumni society or alumni group or association, whatever it's called, and find people that work in that field. Look on LinkedIn and see what people from your school work in the field. People are always happy to help other people, but they need some type of connection to you. Yeah. And it's all like, I ask if you can take them for coffee. It's not that expensive to do that. And then also a lot of times. Or meet virtually if they're not in the same place that you are. When other people get to reference you for a job, they can get a, they can get a check for that. So there's an incentive for them to like really advocate for you, but also they're not going to advocate in bad faith because that would then look bad on them. So mm-hmm. like people really like Mott spends so much fucking time with people who are like, hey, can I pick like, can we like we get a coffee and like to pick your brain about this? Can we talk about that? Like whatever it is, because he's had different career paths and has he had a unique way of going about it. And he always goes. And sometimes I'm like, oh, my God, do you need to? and like but he just he's like, no, it's like I've yeah. been that person like we've all we all have to do that. Yeah. And like, I'm paying it back. I, the amount of people who sat with me, like I'm in my early twenties asking all these questions, even later in my twenties, like I'm going to pay that back to those people. Like I'm going to do it again. And so there's, it's, it's utilizing the connections because yeah, I think the job market we've seen. And again, a, the job market in field specific it's hard, especially when you're potentially going to a city where you don't know as many people, you will be up against people who 
have the same resume as you, all the same experience, but they know someone at the company who can vouch for them. Yeah. And so I think that like, I wouldn't focus so hard on like, how can I make my resume better? better? How can I do all of this? It's like, how can I get myself into this space? Even if it's not the small space, how can I get myself into the bigger space of this? Get my face to be familiar, my name to be familiar. And how can I build contacts that I feel comfortable being a reference for or who you also trust if they are like, hey, I found a job I think you'll like, that Mm -hmm. you should know them and trust them enough that you go, you're not going to steer me wrong here. Where it's, not use it. It's a, it's a symbiotic kind of relationship. So I would take the time to build this relationship. That's also mostly what internships are. Yeah. It's less about, I mean, apprenticeships, I would say, are more about like the physical experience and the work that you're doing. Internships are about managing a workday and managing, working with other people and then building connections. Yeah. And I'll give a specific example of something that I actually did last year. I I want to, you know, continue working in the entertainment field, but in a different oh, sector. Are you going to tell the... No, I'm not going to tell what it is because this is okay. still actively happening. Just know that when she told me she was going to do this, I was like... I'm not going to do that specific thing anymore well, yeah, because I haven't. I don't think they would... But they're... No, they would, but they're, well, they're not doing the program this year. Okay. So I messaged a bunch of people on LinkedIn that worked in this specific field the one person one person that got back to me first is somebody that's retired but I knew that they worked in they were big time and worked in the field they were retired they sat with me for like an hour hour and a half she thought it was just going to be a 30 minute thing but I'm me so she she was loving she was loving talking she, to me. she was loving what I was serving yeah. And so she gave me some great, great advice. And then she introduced me to somebody that actively works at the place that I want to work. That person is lower level, but you move up in the field. Lower level works hard. And so I talked to her. She told me the thing that I wanted. She's like, you're way too experienced for this. Do you want to do this? I know. She's like, are you sure you want to do this? And I said, yes. And she's like, are you sure? I say, yes. And so she's like, okay, next time this comes back around, I will, you know, reach out to me. But then she reached out to me in November and said that they weren't going to be doing that specific program anymore. But she also introduced me to somebody else that's higher up on the on the ranks. That person, another great person, absolutely loved me. We were chatting. She, since we have talked, she has moved up two spots. And Damn. now she's like, we need to meet. And so we're going to be meeting soon. And so, like, you just have to, you just talk to people. Didn't you talk, didn't you, haven't you done that through Twitter, too? Yeah. On That's Twitter, what I I've say, like, reached out to people that I admire. And I've been like, hey, can you do X, Y, and Z? Or can you send me a script? And, you know, I'll I'll find out little things about them that connect me that I specifically, like, searched out this. There's something that I wanted. And so I went and I looked uh, at the show and looked at the people that worked on it and tried to find something connecting. I found found something that connected me to one of the writers. And so then I messaged him on Twitter and asked him like something. He's like, I'm not supposed to do this, but because you and my wife are this, then I, I will do this for you. So then he sent me scripts to a TV show that he worked on. Like people don't send active things that are in production. You're not allowed to. You're not allowed to. But he did. And he sent it from like some fake email address. Yeah. You got to get the worker. Yeah. (laughs) 
And so like, and I've done that for other, I've done that oh. two or three times. Mm-hmm. And so this is not something that ends. This is when things begin right now. Like you have to get that skill. Networking is essential for moving up in careers. Yeah, but I would really utilize Twitter too. Like not just LinkedIn and like following people on Instagram, maybe creating a professional profile if you don't want to have like your personal profile. But like, you know, becoming... um if there are some people in the field that you, they have jobs that you really like, that you really look up to, even just engaging with those people on social media mm-hmm. and then having them, you become a familiar face in their mentions to them and then asking a question that's related to the field then mm-hmm. eventually, you know, you're able to build those relationships. And like, I see it a lot on like doctor Twitter. Like yeah, there's yeah. like lots of like, like, like medical students and all of these different, like people want to Everyone knows that the come up is hard. We all want to make the come up easier, but I need to know that you're coming up. Yeah. Like I need to I need to I need to know you. Mm-hmm. And you need and that's on you to make yourself known. Yeah. And I have a friend that became active on teacher Twitter and they got a job from yeah, that. Yeah. So like that's something that like finding other forms of social media where you're becoming involved in the community and not just in the applying for jobs. Because people don't check their LinkedIn all the time and every day. Mm-hmm. But for a lot of professions, well, people on professional stuff. Well, I was going to say, but like in in terms of like people who make their who have social accounts that are engaging a professional community, they want to talk. They want to talk and they want to engage with you a little bit differently. Also, engage with you in a public space, and you can learn a lot from that because they're doing that with other people. You can read their replies to other tweets. Like it's a little more. LinkedIn has public features, mm-hmm. but. There are so many professional communities on even TikTok. Like there's professional communities there and you're able to kind of like crowdsource information and then have the opportunity of someone who wants to be a public figure in their field, helping other people, which then by proxy can help you and get your foot in the door with that community and just experience and knowledge with that. Yeah. So I think it's a really hard time and I obviously can't <laughs> specifically relate to this, but I just know from like friends and just being a person online that this is a really common thing a lot of young people are going through. And I know it can be really hard to compare yourself to other people in my like milestones, regardless of age, but specifically when it feels like graduation was a milestone you all achieved. And then it's like, oh, well, now we're not checking off all the same milestones at the same time after we did this. It can be a bit of a mind fuck. So I would just also maybe spend some time on like spaces of living at home and haven't found a new job yet like mm-hmm. twitter or tiktok and subreddit. find a community yeah find a, exactly a subreddit like that finding community of other people who are putting in the same work that you are and acknowledging that it's hard mm-hmm. but it's a grind which i hate that term but people want to help out other people yeah you know i love I, when someone asks me for i'm flattered I had somebody reach out to me that went to my high school and I don't have my high school listed anywhere, but my name is on the wall there. And um, <laughs> on the bathroom wall. No, it is on. What is that supposed to mean? My name is literally. Oh, no, you're talking about the bathroom wall. Oh, the, people used to like leave phone numbers on bathrooms. Oh, for a good time call. Mm-hmm, that kind of thing. I'm on there because the football team was the national, or not national, Arkansas champions at one point And since I was a cheerleader, I was considered part of the team. So her names are on the wall. Family. But she reached out to me and I think, I think she sent me a message on Instagram 
and um, asked if we could. She lives here in L.A. She's in school here and she just wanted just like career from advice from somebody that is from the same place that she is. And we talked and it was a really good chat. I personally hate networking, but it has but it's necessary and it has a lot of benefits to it. And I don't think I would be where I am now if I wasn't networking. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have to feel like networking if you can find people that you're genuinely a fan of. Yeah. That feels like... It, but don't come off as a fan, girl. No, no, no. But like that you're, <laughs> you're, you're excited for the answers and everything. And it doesn't feel like pulling teeth on both ends where it kind of feels like an awkward... Some, some networking feels like a blind date setup that yeah. you're like, why am I even here? This isn't beneficial for anyone. So, but best of luck. You've got this. And don't move to a city and hope that you get a no. job there. No. It's just too Unless expensive. you have the financial means. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you are loaded... Then do it because then, then that opens up your networking opportunities. If you have the financial means to do it, do it. Yeah, but, but if you don't, it's you're going to have to breaking elite, all of that shit. Like if you can hire movers. Yeah. And what if you get to that city and then get set, even if you don't get to you move to that city and then you get without a job and then you get a job in a different city yeah, and you got to move. Yeah. So, so if you're loaded. If you got money, do it. Yeah. But. If not, the rules are different if you've got. <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> yep. Okay, we're going to take another break. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, folks. I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. And we're back. It's time for Don't Blame Them. That might be the first time that you didn't say it with a questioning remark to me. Well, that's because you gave me a heads up. You said, we'll be back. And then you said it again because I said something else. And so then I had, it was like a false start, but it was good for the ADHD brain. It was like, oh, we can catch up now. Whee! Whee! So now this is where you all call it, not all of you, but listeners will call in with their own advice pertaining to a call that we aired on a previous episode. So maybe they have personal experience. They've gone through the same thing that the original caller went through, or they had a friend who went through it, a sibling, they experienced it by proxy, or they're a professional in the field, or they just have some of their own insights and love the sound of their own voice. Hi, um, I'm just calling in in regards to the recent episode, Messy Friends. Um, about the second call, the um, caller turning 21 but not wanting to drink. So I totally agree with what Megan and Melissa said. Just normalize lying, I think, is more my vibe. You could either just say, like, I'm a really sad drunk or I'm an angry drunk if your family's like, wanting you to drink because then you're like, I'm just not a good time when I'm drunk. And I think that that might be more, like, tolerable for them just because they – want you to get drunk and have a good time with them. Um, going out with friends, though, if you offer to, like, DD, or even if you're just at a party and they're like, oh, do you want to drink? And you're like, I'm a DD. 99.9% of the time, everyone's like, oh, okay, respect. Like, whatever. I want everyone to get home safe. So I think saying that you're a DD is a good one. But, yeah, I just wanted to give, like, a couple more options because um, I've, been in those situations before too and first of all it's nobody's business if you want to drink or not sometimes you just gotta lie thanks bye normalize lying no normalize no i just have to say that like i think the dd one is a good one because even if you're not the like you still are usually responsible for people that are just carry around some like fisher price fake yeah i'm I'm fine with that one but no this mm -mm. bitch with her saying i say bitch in an endearing term Say that you're a sad drunk. When I tell you, pussy has never been drier. I do not want to hang out with a, like, if you tell me like, oh, I'm a sad drunk. I'm like, keep, I need to keep you away from the mouthwash. Like there is no, what we've all been friends with someone who like cries every time they're drunk. Nobody wants that vibe. I don't want anyone who push you. Be like, Just try. I want, <laughs> I want to watch you cry. I love your energy. Mostly because you agree with me. Womp womp. Yeah. 
God, Normalize lying. All right. Well, that's it for today's episode. We hope you all enjoyed. If you did, leave a review on the podcast app. Tell us how absolutely bodacious we are. And make it sound believable when you say that for me, okay? Also, again, join us on Patreon. We have a great time. And we have lots of other episodes coming out this week. We have our See You Next Tuesday tomorrow, which we have so much. It might be our longest one. It definitely is. Because we talked a lot. And we also have But Am I Wrong coming out on Thursday and then Fisting Friday on Friday. So please call in for next week's episode of Don't Blame Me. Leave your voicemails. Send your voice memos. And hit us up on social media. Like, tell us we're pretty, give us money, or just follow us. Leave a comment on our last post. And anything else? I think that's it, Megan. Okay, we'll see you next time. Bye. Over and out. Don't Blame Me is a production by me. Executive produced by Melissa DeMonts and Diamond Imprint Productions. Edited by Coco Lawrence. Post-production sound by Chris Henry. Production assistance by Melanie D. Watson. Music by Ryan Hunter and Giacomo Picasso.